0: The following podcast is rated 18 plus for mature themes. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Roundtable, an 18 plus podcast talking about the culture and events of the fat fur and inflation fur communities. I'm your host with the most, a nerd with the word, Loco K.O. Welcome to the show. All right, all right, welcome. Today is September 13th, 2023. And today marks the start of the Roundtable podcast. So, hello, welcome. I'm Loco K.O., and I will be your main host for the events to come, whatever they may be. Uh, because of this being our first episode of the round table, I should get used to saying that name. Uh, <laughs> there's not much to really discuss other than you know what we're about. So this podcast is, like I mentioned in the intro, a Fat Fur and Inflation Fur podcast. It's supposed to be focused around the culture and discussion and events going on around in these communities of furries that are a little bit more niche, a little bit more adult than your typical furry community. So, hey, I guess this is one more podcast ran by a weirdo, so there's that. <laughs> Anyways, so what exactly are we going to be dealing with? In this podcast series? Well, one of the main reasons I wanted to make this was as an archival. Uh, There's a lot of things I have experienced going through my life and seeing a lot of the advancements of, you know, we could just say the fat fur community as a general term, but we'll get more into that in depth later. But I've seen a lot of advancements, setbacks, uh, people creating, people leaving stuff behind. I've seen it all, and I've been part of it since about 2018 when I actually became an adult. Um, There's a bit of context we could go through with that, uh, which is not relevant. All you got to know is I'm a 23-year-old going through college, working, doing my normal stuff, and I got these hobbies that are fun. But aside from that, the reason that this podcast exists is to discuss and archive all that I can about the Fur community. Um, you may be wondering, why did we call ourselves the Roundtable? And that actually ties into, you know, the archival themes. I had, I guess, started my journey into learning about Fur stuff and getting interested in it um, back when I was still kind of right on the cusp of being an adult, but... Before then, um, which you know, kids do stupid stuff. But I was I was kind of just by myself. Regardless, um, when I turned around 18, I think maybe I was closer to 19. I found a website called the Round House. Um, it is one of the oldest archives for uh, you know online fat fur and similar kind of art writing, stuff like that. And I got a lot of things out of it. And it was, you know, it was such an interesting point of history that there's been this big community as far back as the late nineties, um, which we'll talk more about the roundhouse in a second. But as far as this podcast goes, it is made more or less to discuss these topics, bring it to the forefront, allow people to You know, have a place of a community to listen to someone discuss these topics and not feel like they're left out. Um, So, regarding the roundhouse, um, well, I guess before I should say that, I know this podcast has been saying that it is focused around fat fat, fur and inflation, but we're kind of open to more topics such as muscle furs, macros, micros, pool toys, stuff like that. It's just going to mostly revolve around. Uh, fat and inflation, because that's just kind of what I feel is most uh, accessible and has the most wide amount of content that can and kind of should be archived for the sake of internet art and literature history. So, The Roundhouse. Um, It's a website that, like I mentioned, has existed for a very long time, but... Um, unfortunately, it has kind of suffered in recent years from neglect due to uh, the original administrator, Dark Wolf, uh, with, a, with a U, not an O. Um, Dark Wolf having kind of moved on from the project, mentioning that it's kind of been a hassle. Um, and it's mostly saved as kind of an archive place. Uh, I was able to access it on my computer But when I tried getting it on my phone, on mobile, it seemed the uh, main site did not properly work. So I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to pull up the site, Um, which we might do a little, you know, look into it. But more or less, uh, the Roundhouse, because of its archival purpose um, and the inspiration it kind of gave to me for how much there is to this, um, more or less, I just kind of felt that I would honor that website within uh, the podcast name, the round table. Now, I got t- one article here, which is not really an article, it's just more kind of a or just a wiki for entry. So The Round House is an archive for artwork stories and links relating to fat furs. While the site discourages strongly, strong violence or solely sexual content, a significant portion is of a mature nature. Um, We'll talk about the Administrator Darkwolf a little bit, but the site kind of ran between 1998, uh, April 1998, uh, 1998 to be specific. Um, That's when it started. And that's kind of interesting that it is, it started two years before I was born. That's interesting. And it was last updated in July of 2010, it seems like. Um, but no real updates of, like, significance have happened since then. Like I said, it's kind of been moved along. And I wouldn't say forgotten, but it's more or less been too much of a hassle. And it just kind of stays as an indefinite archive. Um, but, yeah, nothing new since, like, July 2010. So nothing, you're, nothing really you're going to find uh, that you can't find elsewhere, I guess. But maybe there could be stuff that we're not familiar with. Uh, it also mentions in this for article, uh, in May of 2006, the site was moved from Dark Wolf's home server to a host. Around the end of 2019, a required software update forced the gallery section of the Roundhouse offline, which is unfortunate. I will have to check the website. Do I, I do have access to the website, let me see here, does the, gal? oh no, hold on, ah, come on, the gallery was there, I mean, the story section still works perfectly, um, I do know there is an archive of, well, okay, so the names of all the people who contributed to the roundhouse are still here, um, you can access links that might be dead, uh, but there's some DeviantArt links, there's some for Affinity links. Uh, interesting to see that there's still some things here uh, that we can, you know, get a general idea of the work and involvement from these people. Um, and the stories still seem to be accessible. I'm gonna click on one, let's do lunch money. Yeah, so there's some text files that still work here. Uh, what are friends for? Okay, so some, some of these. Some of these uh, stories are hosted on the main site while others seem to be uh, on a, like, separate text file. Uh, But they're all still connected to the website. And the website seems to be under HTML, so I don't know if that was... uh, Okay, no, looking more at it, uh, end of 2019, software update. Uh, But yeah, if there's a way that someone can link me to an archive of the, uh, image gallery, that'd be interesting, because I do know that at one point there was an image gallery, uh, oh, hold on, hold on, okay, okay, so the, the wiki for article does have a extension link to the gallery, the images seem to go as far back as 2006, which is the that's a little interesting because, you know, the site said it was made in April of 18, uh, sorry, April of 1998, uh, but the images on this archive uh, date back to as far as 2006 and not much further. Either way, it does seem like uh, there's at least some sort of archival, and I'm glad that that exists because it shows that there's something to look back on and wow i am i recognize a good few of these artists but not a lot of them um one of them that comes to mind here blue um i did not know actually i was not paying attention i didn't know he posted back in okay that that's interesting that he posted back in around 2007 with these Um, let's see, how far back does his archive go? Okay, so it seems like the earliest post, uh, image-wise on the Roundhouse date back to about, uh, the 5th of May 2006, so that's, that's nice. Um, the stories are still accessible from the main website, if you can get the main website to work. Uh, I managed to, but, uh, it seems like it's not secure, so it might not be guaranteed, that you can get the website working. Um, But I do want to bring up a little thing from Dark Wolf on Fur Affinity. Uh, Around four years ago, let's see, November 5th, 2019, they made a journal entry on Fur Affinity, where they say an update to the Roundhouse. I've said for ages the Roundhouse was going to sit in its current status indefinitely as an archive I've recently noticed that my, I'm sorry, I've received notice that my host is forcing a software update and that upgrade doesn't appear to be compatible with the gallery. I really don't feel an urge or drive to rebuild the site to use some alternative, alternative, so folks might want to give it one or two last looks to make sure if there's anything you want to save. Spread the word a little. It's been quite a run, hasn't it? Yep. Hopefully this podcast has at least some sort of basis of, archival, I guess you could say, and, you know, Dark Wolf being around, it seems their for Affinity was made in 2005, almost 2006, so that kind of lines up with, oh, I see, okay, so looking back at the Wikifur, it, it's starting to make more sense that maybe a lot of the gallery images were lost whenever uh, Dark Wolf had to move it to a host server, Uh, But anyways, what I was going to say is Dark Wolf still seems to be active on Fur Affinity because one of their images here, a commission they got, was posted back around August of this year. So, hey, Dark Wolf is still around. Maybe if you have things you want to know about from them, you can contact them. Uh, It is Dark Wolf with a U on Fur Affinity, and I am not sure about the other links on the uh, Roundhouse website if those work or not. But regardless, that is kind of a trip down memory lane uh, for those of you who were interested in that. But yeah, I I look forward to seeing what may come of Dark Wolf's future endeavors and projects, if they're even going to make another website like that. But tying the Roundhouse back to the round table. More or less, the general idea, like I mentioned, is to archive a lot of history and events. Because there's a lot of really good artists that I have connected with. I've seen their art. I think the earliest artists I remember really connecting to were uh, Kaze or Kaze Cat. Kaze Cat? Kaze Cat. I don't remember how you pronounce their name. Jill Panda or Gil Panda, Baniri K. Those three are uh, the three that I can mention right off the top of my head of, I guess you want to say influential fat for artists to me. Uh, there's a lot of, I guess their art and their style and what they created that has given me uh, things I've enjoyed and given me a sort of, a sort of taste and enjoyment. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk more about stuff surrounding fat fur and inflation for community, culture and stuff after the following message. And now onto a segment I like to call Commission Corner. This is a segment I'll be doing in the middle of the show where I will be essentially advertising people who are open for commissions. Uh, Today I'll only be doing three to kind of set the scene for, I guess, set the vibe for how things are going, but if you are interested in having your commissions advertised on the podcast, please feel free to contact me. Information will be left at the end of the podcast and in the description. So the first person we have on today is one Ruby Panda, who is doing... Uh, more of a realistic style of commissions. In uh, fact, they're a bit um, bottom heavy, seems to be pretty good with feminine shaped bodies. Uh, their lowest uh, colored sketches seem to go for 60, while their higher end, you go anywhere from like 80 to 100-ish. Uh, so they're pretty good with their style. I like the, uh, it's, it's very textured, And I love the rules, the design they have going for there. Um, I would honestly consider just checking out their profile. It's really interesting. They go by Ruby Panda on Twitter. And I'm not sure of a fur affinity, but they also on Discord uh, go by Connor underscore the underscore Polar Bear. So if you're interested in checking them out go ahead and look in their direction. The next one, for a more cartoony style, uh, is Heavy Shiba, who does seem to have a bit more of an expensive style when it comes to sequences. Is one of the big things they are promoting, um, but they also go to sketches and line work and flat work, uh, which can range anywhere from a low-end sketch about $30 to if you're going like a fully colored uh, line art shaded piece you could go you could probably get up to about $200 um, they seem to be kind limited of on, limited on slots at the moment however I would say if you like uh, kind of belly heavy characters with a little bit of a, they're a little bit pear shaped I guess you want to say but if you want that, they go by Heavy Sheba on Twitter and also go by Moonstruck Mutt on Fur Affinity. And finally for today, if you're not looking for any particular new idea, but instead want to get a YCH of your own, your character here, Neon Your Guts is currently open for a large YCH collection sale. Um, these YCHs seem to range from $15 to $20, uh, there's even some sequences that range between about $40 to $50. Uh, there's a large variety of things they're having on offer. Uh, it is pretty cartoony-ish in their style, and I've commissioned them quite a few times. Uh, if you have, uh, seen my Twitter profile or know anything about my Twitch, I've actually commissioned a uh, few different things from them that I believe I've shown on my Twitch? I'm not sure but I did show uh, some of their art on my Twitter before Uh, but yeah, so they go by Neon Your Guts on Twitter and Gag Me With A Spoon on Fur Affinity. If you're looking for YCHs, check them out and with that we move on from commission corner into our next segment welcome back i you know i was thinking about uh where people post things nowadays and i was reminded that there's been this sort of a issue of you know certain platforms having kind of problematic things for artists, like, you know, the whole debate of, like, posting on Twitter, which they call it X nowadays, but who's really going to call it that? Um, But I guess what I want to get at is um, there's been, I wouldn't necessarily say a conflict per se, but more just a series of decisions people have started making for platforms they want to move to. Um, you know, for fat furs and I guess furries in general, uh, they're moving over to places like Fur Affinity, those who have a good enough, uh, I guess standing will probably go on like private platforms like Patreon or whatever. But there has been two that have started kind of getting more of discussion going and those have been Blue Sky and, uh, Mastodon. Now, Personally, I have only made a Mastodon account. Uh, I'm on Mastodon Social and Wobble. Uh, but I don't really use Mastodon mo- m- very much. Uh, and that's because I'm a stubborn person who sticks to Twitter. Uh, I will go down with this ship. If I have experienced uh, the death of things like Google+, Flipnote Hatena... And other platforms. I can deal with the death of Twitter. <laughs> but um, the point I'm trying to get at here is. I only have Mastodon. I don't know a lot about Blue Sky. I personally don't really want to go on Blue Sky. Because there's nothing that really interests me there. Uh, from a surface level. And I don't really see the point of its invite system. Uh Mastodon, I guess, makes a little bit of sense where, like, they got a vet to see if you're going to be working well with their system because it's just like, uh, are they going to recognize you for doing some really terrible, shady stuff that they would be like, okay, no, we're going to not want you here? Or is it going to be more like uh, they have to make sure people are properly brought in in case there's a system issue with their, like their server or whatever? As far as Blue Sky goes, I only know they have invite codes. I don't know a lot about how Blue Sky works. But I do know a handful of my friends have gotten Blue Sky codes and got on there. Which, (laughs) speaking of friends, we'll talk about something a little bit. But, yeah, I don't really know where people will end up if Twitter even collapses. I don't know. There's always a scare of Twitter going away every month or so. Uh, that, like, the people in charge make some stupid decision. Um, but as far as what I'm in control of it, I have other platforms I use for Affinity, uh, still, because it's, like, a place that I archive my, uh, the images that I get of, like, my Sonas or the stories I commission or stories I write, stuff like that. Uh, but as far as, like, platforms that I'm actively talking on, uh, I guess I just kind of don't really have many places that work out because for me, Twitter has kind of become less of a platform to discuss stuff for me and more of just, <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's just a place for me to retweet art uh, because if you go on my Twitter, actually, let, let me pull up my Twitter because I am, I'm curious, how many posts do I have? I have well over uh, 174,000 posts on Twitter. And you want to know why that is? I retweet a lot. Almost, I want to say 90% of the stuff on my Twitter is just retweets. Because I see a lot of good art. I retweet it. I'm like, yeah, I like this. I want more of it. Um, And so that's kind of what my Twitter has just become. But I can't really find myself moving to another platform, I guess. Because nothing, nothing else really appeals to me. Um, I guess the only thing there that I have is Mastodon, just in case uh, Twitter somehow goes down the crapshoot, which if we're talking about platforms that should have gone down the crapshoot, we, we could talk about, you know, Facebook and Meta all day long. But that's regardless. So I mentioned things about my friends, Right. Uh, a lot of my friends uh, are heading to Megaplex. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> dealing with a bit of congestion. So I'm sorry if I coughed in the microphone there. But uh, yeah, a good chunk of my friends are going to Megaplex. There's a handful of my friends outside of state. And I know at least one of my friends in state uh, where I live is going to Megaplex. Um, so I have no idea what's going to be going on at that convention i've actually never been to any convention myself so one day i'm going to find the time and the money especially the money and go to one of these conventions one of you are going to drag me to this convention i don't know what conventions it what convention it's going to be but one of you better grab me and take me out of there (laughs) to go to some convention um because yeah there's i don't know what it is but uh So I live in Louisiana, and there's not a lot of furries in Louisiana, at least not that I know of. I have tried creating different, like, uh, I've tried joining different groups, like telegram groups. I've tried making a couple of telegram groups. Nothing ever seems to work out. There always seems to be some sort of, uh, it dies out within a month, or not enough people join, or just... Generally, it seems like there's not much of furries within Louisiana. And I don't know why that is specifically. It could be the heat, but then again, I made a group chat on... Or I guess like a... Is it a group chat, I guess you want call it? On Telegram uh, for Southern furs. People from like Texas, uh, Florida, etc. And more people joined. So it's not... I don't think it's necessarily that there's no uh, furries in the South. I think it's just something to do with Louisiana. It's especially harder with uh, fat furs. I can't find any. The only one is uh, my friend uh, I know is, that's that I've actually seen in person is a friend that I mentioned that's going to Megaplex. <laughs> so I don't really know much about uh, fat fur culture down in Louisiana, but I've lived here basically my whole life. I have family up in Mississippi, though, but um, as far as my plans go for the future, I don't know. I'm just kind of stuck here uh, working through work, finishing my degree, uh, seeing what comes from the rest of everything. But I guess as far as events going on with uh, furry culture, uh, not specifically fat fur, but I do know there's some uh, there's been some wild stories I've heard about. Uh, apparently, there was something to do with like a person who did weird stuff with fish, um, which I really don't want to get into with that because it's kind of more of a gross thing. But I knew, I, I know about that. But as far as other events go, nothing really stood out to me. I know that there's been a handful of people who, uh, you know, are kind of just generally doing life update stuff because i i guess because we're in september now uh classes have really gone full in session people are probably back to you know if, if you are in some sort of like uh school system or whatever like college or whatever you're probably back in you know back in order with all that uh so i i, I don't know what people are up to nowadays i i feel like i'm just kind of in my own realm, half the time. So, uh, if there's something going on, heck, if I know about it, I tend to stay in my own bubble. Uh, I do have a server on Discord that I, you know, I run kind of more naturally. It's a it's a little place, not more than like sixty people, I think. Um, we had more, but eventually, I just like realized that a lot of people like, joined, and then did nothing, and so I, like, okay, you guys have been here for months, we're not gonna be here, but, uh, as far as that, like, server goes, it's kind of a general place for, like, fat fur, inflation fur, and general people to hang out, um, but also other things as well, but, yeah, it's, it's a interesting situation with me, where there's just not a lot that goes on quite often, but that's why I like having these kind of looks into material that's related around things that I I enjoy all the time, like uh, looking at the uh, wiki for article that we looked over of uh, of the Roundhouse and talking about events going on. It's it's interesting to just kind of get a outsider, I guess you want to say outsider perspective, but it's more like middleman perspective. I don't know what you call it. But aside from that, that's just kind of some general events that are going on around Um, but yeah, so I think if there's not much else to discuss for right now, I may move over to kind of closing things out. So I have been thinking a little bit about what I want to do with this podcast. I did mention that it is, it serves its purpose of archival and a bit of discussion of fat fur and inflation fur topics and similar stuff. But I also kind of want to, you know, involve myself more with the community that I have been a part of. So I feel like after being part of it so long, I want to express my thoughts in a format that people can hear and people can engage with. People can tell me their thoughts. People can come and contact me. Uh, you know, I I want this general discussion to get going. So, yeah. Uh, With all that, I think if you want to involve yourself with all this, keep listening, and hopefully we find something interesting to discuss, (laughs) because it would be really awkward if I end up making this podcast, this episode, and then nothing more. (laughs) It'll be fun, regardless that I did this in general, so yeah. And with that, we come to a close for today's episode. If you'd like to keep up to date with any future podcasts, you can check us out over at soundcloud.com slash loco-k-o. Or if you have any questions or just want to contact us, you can shoot me an email at lococo.hpf at gmail.com. With all that said, thank you for coming, and I hope you have a fat and happy day. Till next time.